in three, two. Hello, and welcome to the Opinions and Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. Today, we have Ed Ray 1416 uh, Keenan could not be with us today. He is off on his own little adventure. Today marks the seventh pod of Christmas, counting backwards. We are on seven swans a-swimming. And in dedication to seven swans a-swimming, Lagunitas, we have Lagunitas's Sparkling Swan L. It is a limited release, a holiday release. It's a seasonal beer. It is 6.5% in alcohol by volume. As a little special tidbit note on the side here, it says, life is uncertain, don't sip. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> give it a try. Well, <laughs> it tastes kind of like bubbly cough syrup. I don't know if that's sourness or if it's bitterness that I'm tasting there. Um, it's kind of weird. It's supposed to have a, um, a grape taste to it. There's definitely some wineish notes uh, to this beer. And I think it's it's definitely because of that grape, that grape flavor. The grape isn't overpowering at all. The grape is actually very subtle. Um, it's not your typical grape. It's more of like a like I said, like more of a wine, wine grape taste. I'm sorry, Lagunitas. This is definitely a sip beer for me. I would not be. <laughs> I would not be uh, drinking this rapidly. The flavor isn't too bad. It's not horrible. I ki I give it two dead ducks kissing frogs in the pond on winter's eve uh not changing into uh, a princess. <laughs> and uh <laughs> today's episode we've been talking a lot about Christmas and holidays and the holidays mainly Christmas. Christmas songs and uh, films and all sorts of Christmas trivia. Well, today I want to take a step back and speak about Hanukkah. That's right. Today actually marks the seventh night of Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah is the Jewish festival of lights. It remembers the rededication of the second Jewish temple in Jerusalem in Israel. During Hanukkah, each of the eight nights, a candle is lit in a special menorah. It is a nine-candle nine menorah. Uh, each of the eight days are lit with, a, with the center candle. I, I always thought that Hanukkah happened around Christmas time, which, I mean, it, it technically does, but, I mean, I thought it was more aligned with the day of Christmas. But it turns out that Hanukkah... What happens is Hanukkah, Hanukkah starts on the 25th of Kislev, which is the month in the Jewish calendar that occurs around the same time as late November and all the, all the way up to late December, to be honest. So Hanukkah can actually fall anywhere between late November to the end of December. But Hanukkah has a bunch of fun, fun little traditions. Well, one such thing is called the dreidel. Ed Ray, have you heard of the dreidel? Yeah, it's supposed to be some sort of Hebrew spindle made out of clay. 
Uh, do you know that there's a song about the dreidel? I think I heard of it on South Park, but I can't remember how it goes. Does it go, dreidel, 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 made you out of clay, dreidel, 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 something, something, something. You can't even remember the full song? No, I can't. Yeah, so much for you being Jewish. <laughs> hey, I'm only Jewish when it comes to the, uh, the, uh, the biblical uh, laws. Not necessarily the uh, the rest of the faiths. <laughs> yeah, there's your problem right there. But uh, the so the dreidel, uh, like Yiddish Hebrew letters on them. You may usually see them, especially the wooden dreidels. Usually have like the the names on them, other than just the symbols it's on there. Nun means nest or nothing. So nun means nothing. Then you have gemel means everything. Then you got hey, which means half, and then you got shin, which means sh uh, put in. Now, so obviously the dreidel, as whimsical and ki and kid-like it may seem, the dreidel is actually a gambling game. A gambling game, huh? Is that is that what they did in the temple during Jesus's time? Temple in the temple with the dreidel. You know what? That may yeah, that actually makes more sense. I, I don't see them having slot machines, so this may be this may be. I mean, this is a pretty old game, so I wonder if this is what they were playing. They were playing dreidel. Can you can you imagine being Jesus walking in? What the fuck are you people doing playing with a goddamn dreidel? Wait a minute! You should not be taking God's name in vain when talking about Jesus. Oh, what the fuck in my dad's name are you doing? <laughs> Well, I don't think Jesus ran the Jews out of the temple like that. He just gathered some cloth and made into a whip and told them, Get out of this temple. You're not supposed to desecrate God's sanctuary. Well, so the Jews were obviously uh, gambling with the dreidels inside uh, Jesus' temp uh, temple. <laughs> and, uh, and how you play is you get a lot of money. You get some coins, your money. And so you would spend the dreidel. And if it landed on Shin, you would put you put one coin in. So you put one coin in if it lands on Shin. If it lands on half, it means the player that spin it gets half of the pot. And then Gimel means the player get, gets everything in the pot. And None means uh, the player gets nothing. You know, nothing happens. Basically, though, at, at every turn, I think you're supposed to add at least one. Yeah, but I think it was called a shekel back then. Shekel. Everyone's supposed to add at least one shekel, and then they spin the dreidel, and obviously if it landed on Shin, then that person would have to put another one in. Are you So if, if everyone just sat there and kept landing on Shin, they would have to keep putting another one in, another one in. Or if, you know, it lands on hay, they would have the pot and just continue going until uh, until one person had all the money. You know, it was an elimination game. That's just some fun facts about the dreidel. And now you know how to play dreidel. Do you feel knowledgeable now, Ed Ray, knowing how to play the dreidel? Yeah, I just don't want to get involved in it. Especially if I'm going to be dealing with Jewish gamblers one day. Oh my goodness. Speaking of Jewish people, you know there's a lot of Jewish actors out there. Yeah, I can think of a few right off the bat. Jonah Hill, Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Uh, let's see, I already mentioned Jonah Hill, right? Yes. 
Natalie Portman is another one. She's straight from uh, Israel herself. I think her real name is <coughs> Natalia Hirschlag. Oh, really? Yes. Some other some other Jewish actors out there. There's uh, Scarlett Johansson, Adam Sandler, the famous. Uh, he's very famous for being Jewish. Ben Stiller, uh, Paul Rudd, Harrison Ford, Woody Allen, Daniel Radcliffe, Dustin Hoffman, Shia LaBeouf, Seth Rogen, Andrew Garfield, Barbara Streisand, and Adrian Brody, uh, Mel Brooks, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jacqueline Phoenix, Le Leif Schneider, William Shatner, Daniel Day-Lewis, Sean Penn, Billy Crystal, David Schwimmer, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Bill Goldberg, Gene Wilder. I think there's one that stands out to me as one of the best uh, Jewish actors of all time, and his name was Paul Newman. Another one that a lot of people don't re uh, remember is Walter Matthau of Grumpy Old Men. He was a very prominent Jewish actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Richard Dreyfuss was a Jewish actor. Yeah, and then you got Don Rickles, the late Don Rickles, the Jewish comedian. And there's a lot of Jewish actors out there that's pretty great and you know what i always th I always thought it was funny that all the jewish actors usually play uh jewish characters in their films is that i wonder if they have to get that uh scripted in well it's obviously stereotypical <coughs> of hollywood since most of the actors in hollywood either have jewish connections or they're jewish themselves i mean that's the way it is oh is is that what it is well, a lot of executives in Hollywood are also Jewish, so even if you're not Jewish, you have to have Jewish connections if you want to make it in Hollywood. Wow. I never... That's pretty nuts. Well, it has been that way since the beginning. I mean, if you look back at the golden days of Hollywood, when Hollywood was first starting out, Columbia was owned by Harry Cohn, who was Jewish, and the Warner Brothers were Jewish. Adolf Zucker, the founder of Universal, was Jewish. So basically, Jewish people found in Hollywood. <coughs> I think, um, who do you think, which one of these do uh, you think is the most famous for being Jewish? I want to say Jack Warner of the Warner Brothers. I mean, he was the one that produced The Jazz Singer in 1927, which was the first talking picture in the history of cinema. And he also produced a whole lot of movies. I mean, him and Louis B. Mayer were the most prominent uh, executives of the cinema industry at the time. You don't think? Uh, well, I, I, I was I was more talking about actors. That was a good history, though, right there. But I think Adam Sandler is probably one of the most popular uh, Jewish actors uh, for being Jewish, especially with his music. Especially when he does his uh, stand-up comedy, does the songs, and he has the whole. I remember it's funny because he he has an, an entire song where all he does is list the actors out there that are Jewish, which actually brings me up to my, one of my favorite. Christmas movies, which is actually a Hanukkah movie. That's Eight Crazy Nights. That was a disaster of what? a film. How was it a disaster? Well, for one, it's more like a parody <laughs> of a Jewish film revolving the involving the holidays rather than actually... Uh, How was it a That's a good, heartfelt film. A film that bombed and was boring. How'd it bomb? What'd it make? Box Office Mojo, 2002, the movie... Eight Crazy Nights came out in 2002. Let's see if it bombed. Well, domestically, it made $23 million. I want to say that Eight Crazy Nights may have been the uh, first holiday film to exclusively cover Hanukkah. 
But the way it was executed was not entertaining in the slightest. Okay, you're right. It it flopped by about by about eleven million. Flopped by about eleven million dollars. Didn't make that extra. It was a thirty-four million dollar budget. I mean, it would have been a good movie if it were a lot more dramatic than comedic. But it was just and too it was comedic. a musical. Well, it could have been good as a musical, but I'm saying it was too comedic. It was annoyingly comedic. Uh yeah, you know there were there are some some of the potty humor in it that I do uh, kind of cringe at slightly, especially like the uh, just certain things like the burp stuff and and things that just uh, were funny in the '90s, and then they he tried to he tried to bring it into the early 2000s and it just didn't work. <laughs> the same just didn't work out the same. Yeah, he's been doing the same shtick for 20 years, so it's very annoying at this point. He needs to give it up. Give it up? Didn't you just see he just released a brand new Netflix special? And it was it was heartfelt, too. And he sings a song about uh, Chris Farley, and it was so sad. And it was such a sad song about Chris Farley. How would I know? I don't go on Netflix. Well, yeah, then there's your problem, then. You need to watch Adam Sandler's Netflix special and learn about Chris Farley and how uh, sad he was when Chris Farley died. But you know what? I think, Ed Ray, that you are wrong about Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. It's a good film, and if it was released today, it would have made its box office budget. I think people just hated Jews. They were anti-Semitic. Well, that could have been partially the reason why Eight Crazy Nights failed, but once again, it was annoyingly comedic. I mean, if they toned down on the comedy and actually focus on the purpose of Hanukkah, then people would have understood, you know, it doesn't matter what religion you are, if you can actually listen to what the purpose of a religious holiday is, and you'll probably be able to understand it better. Well, you know what? I'm sitting here, and I've been drinking Lagunitas Sparkling Swan. And I'll be honest, I don't know much about Hanukkah, but I wanted to pay tribute to Hanukkah and just talk about things Hanukkah-related. And I'm glad we came up with Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights as something Hanukkah-related that we could talk about, as well as dreidling. But as far as your opinion on Eight Crazy Nights go, I would have to say I 100% disagree with your opinion. But hey, that's okay. Because that's all we have here on Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. Can't go wrong with Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. All we got here are Opinions. Ah, happy Hanukkah. And Beer.